Cameron. I'm Evan. I'm Ben. And we are Dads with Cars. Hey, tonight on Dads with Cars, we talk about electric cars. We talk about the series at Sears Point that none of us can remember the name of. We <laughs> think it might be the GT America. We it don't know. It was GT Big Cars. It was GT Big Cars and GT Small Cars. Yeah. And then we talk a little bit about Cam losing his soul as a car person. You haven't lost your soul as a cop. We're, we're yeah, working you know, through that. We're, work, we're, we're going to work through it. Through it's, it. Yeah. it's like therapy. This is a therapy session. Yeah. So Sunday, we went to Sonoma, California for a car race at the old, what I like to call, Sears Point Raceway. It's still called Sears Point Raceway. Didn't you see the little like really? taco stand near us? It said Sears Point. Really? It did. I thought everyone was like frowning on it unless no. you called it Sonoma Raceway. I mean, it's not like it's named after Pocahontas or totally. something. You know? Sears Point is the coolest name. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. When I did the lemons race there, they come up with these funny uh, names for each racetrack. And can you guess what Sears Point was? Anybody? Anybody? No. Sears Pointless. <laughs> <laughs> Sears Pointless, uh, two, 2011. That's good times. Yeah, that was a good time. So what yeah. did we see when we went there? What was it? It was the GT World America. Sounds about right. I was trying to remember what the what the series was actually called. Yeah, I think it was GT World America. It it felt like a or, replacement. Or maybe just GT America. I'll have to look that up. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. I'm gonna look something. It it felt like it was the replacement of what used to be the American Le Mans series, minus all the LMP cars. LMP. What does that mean? Uh, the like. I don't know how to describe it. Experimental cars, you know, like the Audi R8 or the. Whatever the Bentley equivalent or the old, like Porsche had one that they were running. Hmm. You know, they're not like Formula One cars. They're not open wheel. They have like full body enclosed uh, cockpit, usually some kind of a limit on turbochargers or displacement. But but this was, but they're like fully built, right? Yes. They're purpose built race cars. Yes. Which they didn't have that. These seem like modified production cars right i mean i think they were all like you can answer the ferrari part of it but the porsches were purpose-built for that so like the gt4s were gt4 rs club sports so they come no uh, interior were they, club sports? they were club sports they come no interior body and in white you <clears throat> retrofit whatever you need into them so uh seat any of the instrumentation that you need beyond kind of the, the basic instrumentation you can modify some aspects of the cage depending on what what regs you're trying to meet, but everything else is kind of stripped out from Porsche. Nice. And the GT3s actually just come as a body, like the engine comes separate. Oh wow. Which is pretty cool. Wow, really? Those things were yeah. super low and wide. Those were Those were GT3 RSs, I think. Jeez. They were just so badass. Yeah. So yeah, in the in the GT3 um, class, which was the that was the class I was really interested to see. <clears throat> they were running the the, the Ferrari 296 GT3, which is the new one of the newer road cars, but it's the GT3 version of it. And it, I'm right, it has a, a V6. Ah, wow. Yeah. Twin turbo. Yeah. But do they build those specifically? Are those GT3s only for racing? Or can you get one that's road legal? That is a good question. I don't know. Like, isn't the two two ninety six? Is that what the number is, Ben? Two ninety six. Yep. The normal one isn't 
like a GT3. It's just t- the 296. Right? <coughs> it's just a GTB. Okay. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Turd hammer is important. Turd hammer is a really fun word. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. What I got that. The, what's the origin of turd hammer? Uh, I got turd I mean, hammer. It was Evan. I, I, I got, got it, it from Evan. I got it from my friend Vern in Denver, who has <laughs> all the words. It's a town in Finland. So we were talking about the drive home and the turd hammer <laughs> that we're getting in our way. And where we left off was profiling Dodge Ram trucks. I just, uh, I, you guys were in front and I was watching, and, I, and there was there was. Like, look at these idiots. No, I was I was keeping up for like a while, but then I realized it was just impossible, not to because I couldn't keep up, but just because people were driving like complete oh, idiots. Yeah, you, like, you can't get away from it. Uh, and I know it was like Sunday afternoon. I, I get that. But again, it's this behavior of like, you don't, why do you have to like pull in front of people like that? It's stupid. If everyone just followed like a few basic rules, like stay out of the left lane unless you're passing, being the main one, it would just be perfect. It would have been fine. We would have had a beautiful cruise home. I mean, the but UK people cannot do it. Works that way. Yeah, go drive in Germany. Try and see how that works. Is the UK good about staying out of the left lane? Yeah, I'm yeah. <laughs> for the most part. Well, I know in the autobahn they'll like murder you if you're in the left lane. Yeah, they will kill you less than 160 yeah. miles an hour. Yeah. No, I mean. If you're in the if you're in the outside lane on the autobahn, and you're not driving at 130 miles an hour, then like the Porsche coming up behind you will be flashing their lights a mile away. Oh, good. Yep. Speaking of flashing lights, I asked Cam the other day. I was like, "Are you a light flasher?" He's like, "Nope." And I'm thinking, "Good, good, good boy." You know, like I, I'm a light flasher. I don't always do it. But the way those lights flash in the 911 is so freaking sick. <laughs> I love it. Just, I mean, it just lights up everything in front of it. And it's kind of you, every time you see the car, like, do it, not a swerve, but like a little, ju- you know, jolt, like, oh, what was that? A little jump to the left, jump yeah. to the well, right. Well, as, as you've already pointed out, my running lights are menacing. They're very pissed off. Yeah. So I look. drove up to, we, we drove up to San Francisco on Monday evening and 280, which I, I would always prefer to take 280 than any other because everybody seems to, like, the, the, the uh, personality of drivers on the 280 seems to be a lot more amenable than the 101. I can see that. Yep. It's just weird the way that freeways have personalities. <coughs> but, pardon me. Uh, and inevitably, you come up behind. This is this is the the one thing that drives me absolutely insane about driving here, is that you get the drivers that just sit in the outside lane, and there's no other traffic. I don't understand what it, what it's about. Like someone told them at some point, you need to be in the left lane. It's safer or something like that. Yeah. And they've never thought about it. They've never realized. Right. I mean, there's no way they could know and then just do it. On purpose, I just right? don't understand how so many people could do it. If, if at some point it hadn't been a thing at some point, somebody has said to all of these people, this is, this is the way that you drive. I, I feel like sometimes people get in the left lane. If it's an HOV lane, if they have multiple people, even if it's after the hours or the days that the HOV is active. And there's nothing else on the road. There's nothing else on the road. But and they're they thinking, think- oh, I have more than two people, so I have to be in this right. lane. Yeah. I've thought that as well. I've definitely seen that. Like, I'm like, that person believes that they are being legally compliant by being in that lane. Yeah. Which infuriates me. So, so we were on 218, and there was a bunch of people that were doing this. And most of the time, you know, you're asking, are you a light flasher? And I, I've done, I've tried that. It basically doesn't work. And the reason it doesn't work is 
that's the whole reason they're in that lane anyway, because they have absolutely no awareness of what's going on around them. Yeah. So flashing the lights, that doesn't make any difference because they're not looking in the mirrors. And if they do see the flashing lights, especially at night, they must, right? They're just like, oh my God, this guy's lights are broken. <laughs> you know, like, like, I guess that's what's going through their head. They have no idea. So well, I have another theory, which is probably more common in California than many other places, I imagine. But why is it often Tesla's? Teslas have some sort of air of superiority about them, no, don't they? I actually think it's the software. Really? Yeah. It pulls them over into the far left I, lane. What do you mean? Like the self-driving thing. I actually think it like it leans to the left. Huh. <laughs> Teslas lean left. Right. Huh? Yeah. Elon uh, does not, but interesting. I don't you know, and again, maybe it's maybe it's the HOV lane. Maybe thing. Elon just did it. Just to piss everybody off, yeah. Well, just to like ruin I, this country in I some weird way. I would not put it past him, but yeah. and I tweeted like, Watch it this. when I was still on Twitter like years ago. I actually did tweeting when I said, "Hey, random question, but is the self-driving software is it like is it uh, biased towards the cars cruising in the outside lane? Yeah. And if it is, could you please change that <laughs> to be like more European and like considerate for everybody else on the road? I mean, the number of times I'm driving down the freeway and everybody is spread out across the freeway, three or four lanes wide. There are huge gaps between cars, but you can't pass anybody because they're all driving along side by side yep. at the same speed. And That's Teslas. Fun. And dangerous. And the Teslas also... And I think to myself, if you all just kind of like, te- you know, Tetris in, mm-hmm. like to the first lane or maybe the second lane, I just left the third lane open. Everybody would get there at the same amount of time. There would be a lot less stress and probably less accidents. Yep. So yeah. you were asking about like the UK. One, the one thing they won't do in the UK is undertake. Right. They don't undertake at all. What yeah. does that mean? Pass like, on the right? Yeah. Yeah. That's illegal. In fact. So if someone's on the left, you just have to sit there. So that's why you have to sit there. And then that's why people flash their lights. The other thing they do is they indicate left, even if you're in the yeah, outside lane. Yeah, I do that. And they sit there with the indicator on. And, I, and like in Germany... My my buddy who lives in Germany, he's like, oh, it's terrible. If you're in the outside lane and somebody's sitting behind you with the indicator, it's like they're boring lasers into your soul. Yeah, good. Yeah, I um, was gonna say so the, tur- I, the turd hammer in the uh, the Dodge Ram. Like, yeah. Well, I think it's he's a type saw, of person, though. Like, it really like, is a type of person. But he wasn't oblivious to what was going on. He no, was he was absolutely deliberate, and yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, cars attract different people, and I think what I'm coming to is. The, the current Dodge Ram truck attracts the belligerent. I mean, more Trump stickers than ever on those things, which, right. you know, whatever, whatever your political leaning is. It's a tough guy truck. That's, yeah, you're, you're a tough guy. It's more than that. It's almost like <clears throat> I am here to piss you off. Yeah. Like, I need you to notice me. I need you to, to be aware of me. And I'm going to roll coal on you. I don't even know what that means, but it sounds. Oh, fun. you know, like when the diesel trucks, the diesel Ram trucks, oh, they save yeah. up the, yeah, the yeah, black yeah, smoke. Yeah. yeah. And they drive up and blow it all over other cars yeah, and people walk pedestrians, you know? Yeah. Well, I think that guy in particular saw us, you know, two pretty badass Porsches, in my opinion, hauling, <laughs> trying to haul ass down the road and said, fuck these guys. They're yes. having fun on my road. And that's yes. not what this is for. Oh, yeah, totally. I think it's this that. is totally. not a playground. I think it's that. Yeah. And that's ridiculous. I'm a grown fucking man. Let me have my fun, goddammit. Well, and, I mean, 
beyond that, are you really going to go over two double white lines to cut off the guy in the Porsche? I mean, he wasn't being a safe driver in it. No, right. He was aggressively way. anti-Porsche. <laughs> Fuck him. Seriously. That's oh. like, so the, like, just to, just to round out the Tesla sitting in the, account, I, I have more to add to the Tesla the thing. Yeah. Lane. yeah. Yeah. Well, it's all, it's all the same thing. It's just all like bad behavior. Uh, so we're driving to San Francisco and I come up behind a, a Tesla in the outside lane. There's nothing else on the freeway behind, in front, or in the other two lanes. And I'm coming up uh, and I, I, I always want to do the right thing, which is like pass around the outside, not undertake. Uh, but this guy was just sitting there and I, I called it. I was just like completely oblivious to anything going on around him. So we undertake him and we're coming up to our exit anyway i look over his head is down he's reading a book wow oh my god so he's driving along 75 miles an hour on 280 in this tesla the tesla's driving sure he's head down into a book completely unaware of anything going on is my face turning red right now a little bit i just like (sighs) why why do we not have the ability to vote on the legality of this? Like, that's the thing that <laughs> I'm wondering. Question. It's like we've we've allowed a technology to enter some space where there are a bunch of humans, and we've not once said, is everybody cool with this? Yeah, other countries have. I, I feel that way about the scooters. Other countries have got uh, rid of that and as well. I just read, it yeah. made me think of that because Paris just yeah. voted to get rid of all the Oh, the electric scooters? Yeah. yeah. But they the just le- jumped, they dumped them on the street without asking anybody what they thought of it. Yeah. That's what they I'm did. Like, these are everywhere now. I know. Same thing. It's, uh, it's, I mean, it's frustrating. I have a love hate with the <laughs> e scooters. One, it's really funny to drag the dog around on one of those. <laughs> They're very fun <laughs> to, to ride. I do love pissing off my neighbors by like when I'm coming home drunk after podcasting, just leaving that damn thing in front of their driveway and being like, yeah, now you have to get out of the car and move this thing. You really? Idiot. You do that? Yeah. I'm a vindictive ass. And I love it. Yeah. Like deep down, I'm just a mean human being. Nice. Yeah. Thanks for telling us. Well, you know, I mean, we spent 35 minutes talking about how I have to tamp it down and basically, you know, put on the happy face. So now, you know, yeah. Smile. I, I, I have done the same thing. Yes. Cameron knows my neighbor. Yes. That's funny. I think Ben and I did it the same night. I'm like, <laughs> look what I did. Ben's like, me too. <laughs> I live in a condo. I can't, I can't do that. My neighbors are all pretty Plus, chill. If you, if you left that thing anywhere around your building, it'd get towed immediately. Totally. Somebody would be out there like, we got to tow this. I do want to take pictures of those scooters and where people leave them. You know, I live in a downtown environment. So when I walk my dog, I see scooters parked all over the place, especially on the weekend. And it's like, why would you leave it right there? I mean, right in the middle of the sidewalk or right in front of a door or right in front of an opening garage door. Right. Now I know. They're just like you guys. Yeah, those are the people that have been pissed off in some way or yeah. wronged. Yeah, exactly. They got They're scootered. Getting back at society. Yeah. Those things are damn fun. I've had some good times on a scooter. Yeah. Yeah. But fuck those things. If but, I could but, vote but, to get rid of them tomorrow, I would. But just buy one. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why the streets have to be littered with them. Yeah, and they are. It's dangerous. So speaking of other things that have left the market, so to speak, uh, a few years ago, I think we came to the determination that this is the golden age of the internal combustion engine. Mm. 
so we've we've gone past peak at this point. So let's go back to Dodge for a minute. They're getting rid of the Hellcat. No, say it isn't <laughs> so. It is so. Are we are we is, are we throwing a party for that? <laughs> well, I mean, <clears throat> a farewell party. I might, <laughs> but it is an indicator that you know we're we're now on the downward slope, right? Like we were saying, like oh my god, look at all these companies that are bringing out like the last of these totally insane internal combustion engine cars and like they're going away. Yep. You know, that's an interesting point. You're right. We are, we must be, this is there. All these companies are signing that they're going to stop making these engines. Well, they've all stopped engine development, right? right? Internal combustion engine development. They're like, we're living with whatever we have until we're done. Right. And it must be the pinnacle because it's the end. We've, it's not going to get any better. We've gone past. Yeah, that's it. We've, like Porsche's getting rid of peak. Yeah, yeah. Past peak. You can't get a GT4 anymore. You cannot get a Spider. Yeah, you were saying that at the weekend. Yeah. Run that by me again. So you cannot get a GT4. You cannot get a Spider. Nor can you get the Cayman T or the Boxster T. You can get the SGTS. GT3. Well, no, that that's... They haven't we're done anything. We're talking about like the. They haven't done anything to the 911 Cayman, line. There's sorry, a I'm million. Sorry. There's still a million 911s you can buy, but gotcha. the Caymans they've done away with like all of the models, with the exception of, I think the S, the GTS, and the GT4 RS. That's it. So if you want something like what I have, you basically are either getting the GTS, so no wing, no fancy suspension. You're just getting the big motor, or you're getting the GT. For RS, which is insanity engine behind your head inside the cockpit, kind of a thing. Speaking of that, I hadn't like intake behind your head, right? Well, the whole the whole motors like it's much more exposed, right? Yeah, there's nothing covering the motor behind you, and it has a doesn't have a speaker (laughs) to amplify the the sound of the vag noise maker. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, but I mean, whatever that was going on in the racing ones, like that was those things were insane. Loudest car of the weekend at that track was easily the GT4 RS, and it screamed. And I got to say, I hadn't seen one in person until we went to that track. Um, Me either. I was pretty impressed. I mean, the street, the the street, with the street ones ones that we saw. Yeah, the ones that are parked, the the ones that were all parked parked together. Yeah, Yeah. not not the race car ones. I'm not. I was impressed by those, but it's like to me, those are just untouchable. So I don't really consider them real cars, I guess, in some way. But yeah, I was pretty impressed. And then a few of the GT3s we saw there were absolutely gorgeous RSs. The RS, wow, amazing cars. So I mean, like, so I I don't know the rationale behind why Dodge decided to do that, but what I read about the rationale why Porsche decided to do that is if you want an NA car, you really are making the choice that you're going for peak performance. Otherwise you're getting four cylinder with a turbo. Gotcha. So fascinating. Cool. But I think when you say the, otherwise you're getting four cylinder, surely they want you to be hybrid or electric. Eventually. I mean, I think the next round of, that particular car, they're going to wait until the bitter end to make 911s hybrid or, or yeah. electric. Yep. They've decided that they, they're they shooting to try and make the entire Cayman and Boxster line all electric or some, some sort of hybrid in the next iteration of it. Largely, I think probably all electric is where they're trying to go, and they're going to do that with the Macan as well. So 
Weird. Smoke them while you got them. Yep. I, fuck, I've been saying that for the last two years. I'm quite happy to own what I own right now. I don't, I don't foresee myself wanting another car for a very long time. Air-cooled. Yeah, no, I don't have the money. It's too much money. So, all right, you, you mentioned this a couple <clears throat> of times. Let, let's do it. What? Let's talk about electric versus internal combustion. Okay. Have we not done this already? No, nope. we not really like not that. Not really. We kind of touched on it. Look, I mean, for me, I find electric boring. I've driven a couple Teslas. I've got a friend that's got a Plaid, which yep. goes zero to 60 in like two seconds. Yeah. And, and it, have you done that? No. Okay. I didn't drive the Plaid, but I drove his Model S before he got the Plaid. Okay. And that thing was an 85 plus or something like that. I don't know. Zero to 60 in three seconds. It was absurd. And it was incredible, like technologically. First of all, I hate the interior. I step into that car and I'm just like, get me out of here. It Why? Because it's like you're in a Gap commercial? I, sure. Yeah. I don't understand the white interior. This one wasn't, I think it was all gray or something, the one I was in. But nonetheless, just no dashboard, really. No design. And then just that giant screen. It looks like someone just ripped a laptop in half and shoved it onto the yeah. dashboard. And the lack of center console and you know, on, on the sides where your feet would normally go, it like just keeps continuing on to yep. the passenger area, mm. which is bizarre. I, I just couldn't stand the inside. I was like, get me out of this thing. And all I know is when I got out of the car, my blood wasn't pumping no matter how fast I would go. I was, I was pretty interested in like the ability of it to know its surroundings and have the automatic braking and lane assist kind of, I thought that was pretty, that was the first time I ever experienced stuff like that. Yep. But overall I, it did nothing for me. I any, was like, wow, I any, really don't uh, like this. Any experience with electric car outside of that? Let's see. No. I, I think if I if someone told me right now you have to go get an electric car, it would probably be a pickup truck. Yeah. Well, the Lightning? I'd probably look at that Rivian. The Rivian. Yeah. Yeah. Because of my story last week. Yeah. You know, that thing was just impressive. Cab. Yes, Ben. Your, what are your experiences with electric cars? Uh, I have been in the SP100. I've been in a Plaid. I've been in a Model 3. What's the SP100? That's a Model S? Yeah, the big battery multi-motor thing. Gotcha. Uh, what else? I've been in a Y. I've been in an X. Wow, that's a lot. I've been in pretty much every car that Tesla's made. And none of them have been impressive. I've also been in, uh, what's the Chevy that's all electric? Not Ooh, the, the Volt. Yeah, is the yeah the Volt. The Volt's a small one. Yeah, kind little, of a little hatchback. There's a. Uh, don't they make the a bigger Bolt, one? Is the Bolt the hybrid one? I think the Bolt is hybrid. Okay, so I've been in the in the small one, the Volt. My neighbor oh, has Volt one of those. and Bolt, right? Gotcha. And I have to say, out of any of the cars that I've been in that are electric, and I and I was in a. No, I haven't been in any of the trucks. I feel like I was in a more conventional, like hybrid something that was a truck. Anyway, I can't remember that. Um, the most exciting of any of the cars was definitely Volt. Is that the all? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That's they should have changed the names to something that didn't sound exactly the same. Um, because it felt the most normal car-like. But when you drove it, and you were next to something that should have been able to completely kill this thing. It just, it took off. Yeah. 
the golf was the golf e golf is the other thing that I've been in because my neighbor across the street has one and he drove us uh, across town. Also nice because it feels like a regular Volkswagen on yep. the inside, <clears throat> but none of them do anything for me. Like, yeah, why the is zero that? to sixty thing or the straight line thing in the Bolt was cool just because it's like yeah. oh tiny car that goes really fast yeah um but beyond that it was a little bit like okay it's kind of a one-trick pony that's all it does like i know that that was they don't handle well so a buddy of mine i can't remember what i think he's probably was getting excited this is like a couple of years ago it was on facebook that's how long ago it was uh and uh a couple he was getting all excited because he was picking up his new tesla and i must have made some sort of comment it was just like oh you know, happy for you, like not my not my scene kind of thing. He was like, "Why?" And I was like, "Cause it just like it just doesn't do anything for doesn't me. Doesn't do anything." And he was like, "I don't understand. It's so fast." And I'm like, "Sure, uh huh, and but like it's great. I can like you know I can you know you just sit on the freeway and you know it just drives itself and all this." So I was like, "Uh huh, and like that doesn't do anything for me. Like yes, like uh, Evan, you were saying." The technology is fascinating. Uh, but just like this guy sitting on the freeway reading his book, I'm like, like what <laughs> what's all this what's all the computer having to do? Like and you're completely disconnected from this experience. But I mean yeah. that's like most people that drive, I think would prefer to not be driving. It's like a means to an end. I, I gotta go to work. Yes, yeah. yeah, gotta I, go. I, I gotta just, go do whatever. You know, I've never been that way. No, I, I haven't I've, either. Every time I step in a car, it's an adventure. My, since I was probably in my late teens, I was just like, hell yes, yeah, right. Like, so this I, is a real right, moment. So, like the technology piece aside, why why don't we get that same feeling when you step into an electric car? Okay, well, something I keep coming back to in my head is with motorcycle experience, and I've owned two Harley Davidsons. And Harleys are known for their giant cylinders. You know what I mean? They've got yeah. the two like a the coffee big, the can big that, V twin. Yeah, just rattles yeah, yeah. everything. Two massive Folgers, like <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, with every, they often say that Harley Davidsons are the most satisfying vehicles to drive or motorcycles to ride because of the fact that you can feel every freaking like explosion pretty much happening in the combustion chamber. It rattles and your balls. It just like. Just admit it. The damn thing rattles your balls. You're talking about explosions between your legs. Uh huh. Yeah. That rattle your balls. I mean, come on. <laughs> what, what gets I'm better than that? I'm going to start calling you rattle balls. So the way it just propels you forward uh-huh. yeah. with Ooh, every like yeah. turn Propel of the crank and the chung 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 chung. Right. It's so impressive and so cool and so kind of prime. What, what's the word like? Primal. Primal. Visceral. Thank you. Visceral. Yeah. Visceral is the best word that I've that I can visceral think, that I that I've been able to come up with. Yeah. So uh, I think I mentioned this to you at the weekend, but uh, the Audi Audi group of North America, like the the Audi Owners Club in North America, they run a sweepstakes every year and they give away a car. Like so, some so last year I think it was actually a Quattro, like a vintage Quattro. Uh, the year before that, it was like an RS6. And then the year before that, it was something else. It was like, it's all like RS3. or like They're really like high-end cars. And they have enough entries from all of the members that they can afford to like to you know source the car. And then somebody gets the lucky ticket and wins the new car. So they're running a, uh, a vote thing on Instagram to say, here, we've got two choices of car this year for the, the sweepstakes. We could have uh, an e-tron GTRS. Or we could have an RS6. 
And you just had to vote. <laughs> the, did anybody vote for the Etron? Yeah, a few few, few people did. All three of them. <laughs> but it was funny because the people that did, they were, they were like, "Well, I already have an RS6, so I guess I'll go for the oh, Etron." God. <laughs> wow, I would definitely take the RS6 all day. Yeah, I think That's most the hottest. People would. And, I, so, and so would I. And so my comment was, uh, "RS6 all day, EVs are soulless." soulless i and, think that's that totally is, right that's my problem with it yeah. now when the when my car was in the in the shop for four months they lent me an e-tron right i remember that the suv like the, the like the <laughs> yeah <laughs> the weirdest thing was every time you get into it it wasn't going anywhere it would just power up and it's like yeah exactly it made this like weird like it was very sci-fi weird. noise like i would pull into the driveway here and go. I, I was half convinced that that was coming out of a speaker yeah, like that I, that was not, not like a legitimate noise okay wait a minute i i really thought for sure that that is what it was is that it was coming a generated noise like just so people know that you're there yeah no, Maybe. I mean, it's, with the Germans, it's, you it's like inductors that. and motors. Okay. Well, that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. Let's all do our best. Let's do all, all of our best. It's very interesting that we're all making like thrumming noises. Well, that's what it sounds like. It's which, like is very, like, which is very like mechanical engine noise. Yeah. In actual fact, it's usually just like a, like when the, te- like when the, when the next door neighbor's Tesla pulls out, it's just a. Like a whir. Yeah, it's just like a whir. Yeah. <laughs> it's the sound of the Maytag so, in the back so, turning. Uh, all right. So uh, I've driven the Model X and I, and, I, and I deliberately went to go and drive one and I said, okay, make it do the self-driving thing. So we were, we were in Stanford. Uh, we're at the, that Tesla dealership that's in the mall right there and they took us on a drive like around the roads there. And I said, well, make it do the self-driving thing. The kids were in the car. They wanted to see it. Um, and he goes, oh, just, I can't remember how you do it. Like you press one of the indicator stalks a couple times. It's up, like or, up, up, down, down, yeah, yeah. A, left, A, B, B. Left, right, left, right. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and uh, we were stopped at a traffic light. And he, and he said, look, just take your feet off, take your hands off the steering wheel. And so when the light turned green, the car just, t- just drove away. We're not on a freeway. <laughs> we're not like, this was like proper like- <laughs> self-driving car stuff. And my seventh layer of hell. Yeah, and I was like, well, I, this is kind of like having autopilot in a plane. I get that. Sure. It was a very freaky experience, uh, and I didn't like it. So I've driven that. I've driven a, a couple of other electric cars, but I, I haven't had as, like a, uh, like a, as long an experience with driving an electric car until I had the, the e-tron, mm-hmm. which was like, it's like the Q8 yeah. e-tron. Just no motor. And... uh Utterly soulless, like technology, interior. <laughs> Don't say it. What I thought you were going to say? Utterly drivable. Uh, utterly not drivable. <laughs> utterly undrivable. <laughs> it was like a, it was like a Q five but electric. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I and uh, wow. I did. I did a. I did a bunch of dumb shit in it. Right. I was like, all right, let's see how fast this thing can go. Let's see how fast it can accelerate, and it is really fast. But you put your foot down. And you're going, and then you're like, within a few seconds, you're like, wow, I'm going really fast. And then I'm like, but I don't care. Hmm. There is like no ceremony. It's not visceral. <laughs> it's just one moment you're not moving. And then the next moment you're going really fast. So for me, it is completely uninteresting. Yeah. It is utterly undrivable. So, so, so go, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, let, let's fill in a little bit of detail there. So, 
Ben's car was in the shop for how many months? Like four months. <laughs> sure, it wasn't more like six or seven. Uh, all in, it took about six or seven months to get it fixed, but okay. it was like one sustained period where it was in the shop. So we'll, we'll come back to the other cars that you had uh, during <laughs> yeah. your tenure, because the, the e-tron was not the only car that you had from Audi during that time. But the e-tron was the only car that you voluntarily gave back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like, please give me something yeah, else. Ben was literally like, so where's my car? Oh, it's going to be a few more weeks. Okay, can I come in there and, and you know, like talk to Gunther again or whatever his name is, yeah. the mechanic? And and you came back with a different car that yeah. day. And I was like, <laughs> good for you. Yeah. It was just, I mean, I get it. It had the, fuck, it had the fucking fragrance thing in it. Like when you press yeah, a button, it I mean, has like a fragrance. Oh God. Like, all the lighting you can change. I mean, like it's a luxury car. I get it. But man, it's boring. So the other, <laughs> I got to go to the other side of that though. So also during the time that Ben had <laughs> had like loaner cars from Stevens Creek Audi, you ended up. <laughs> well, no, so, so let's back up. This was must have been twenty nineteen. Oh, this must have been twenty nineteen, right? Yeah, you took the SQ five to yeah, of the Autobahn. So and I was parked up on the lawn. <laughs> so I was really, I was, I was kind of. Oh, I was so really good. into the idea of taking the RS to uh, to Legends of the Autobahn, which uh, if anybody out there doesn't know what that is, it's... I don't know what that is. It's part of Car Week in Monterey. It's a legit event in Car Week in Monterey. It is sponsored by BMW, Audi, and Mercedes. Mercedes. Yeah. They were pissed at Porsche because Porsche has like the Run Sport reunion and like whatever the other thing that they do in Car Week. So the, they all got together and did Legends of the Autobahn. So it and is they a, don't invite Porsche. It is a, like a, a <laughs> it is a car show, and it's a concourse judged show. And you like you go and you you know you bring your car and enter it into the classes, and there's judging, and you win. And but there's lots of cool cars to look at, and it's it's kind of a, like a a lot more relaxed vibe than a lot of the like the, yeah. The it's high, not like the end. quail. It's not or, like anything like that. Yeah. And Ben and I have both we've won. Yeah. And uh, we've done it like two years. You did it. You you entered two years, right? The year that you brought the, the SQ5, you didn't enter, but I had entered my 16. I would have entered if I'd had a car, yes. right? So that yeah. was the thing. I was like, I went to the dealership and I was like, is there any chance my car's going to be ready before Legends? I really want to take it to Legends. This was like in the naive, like one month in rather than like four months. Right. <laughs> um, They're laughing at you and you walk out. So then I, so then I, I ended up, we went to Legends and I took... The loner, right? Which is at the at which at the time was an SQ5, and you know it had the stickers on the window like Audi of Stevens Creek, <laughs> courtesy vehicle, right? right? Loner car, yeah, yeah. And Ben was parked and on I the was, lawn. And I, and I like rolled up. What does the lawn mean? Is that like the cool place you park? It's like where you display your car. <laughs> and so Ben, the best thing, courtesy the best, vehicle. Yeah. best so thing it, ever. It gets better. It's even better because I, I, I rest in show. Yeah, no, Almost, almost, so almost. I, I, I like roll up to the gate, and the, I'm like, I was like, I was so confused. I didn't know what ticket I bought. We, I, we were there really early because we were we'd gone we'd all I can't remember who ended up going down, but we'd gone down to basically support Cam because he was showing the eight the sixteen oh two, and um, uh, so we were there really early, and I just kind of rolled in, and I was like, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with him basically, <laughs> with that guy over there, and uh, where should I park? I think I think they, at the time 
it, I don't think there were many SQ5s on the road. So the guy was just like, well, uh, just go over there. They'll, they'll tell the, Audi, the Audi guy will check you in. The Audi guy will check you in. So I go over to the Audi guy. And he goes, oh, I don't know. Just, just drive over there onto the grass and go see that guy up there. And I was like, wait, that's like the grass. It's like it's the so show. Yeah. It's a, it was that, that year it was on a golf course. So it was like you're right in the middle of the fairway, basically. And they're all lining up all these RS cars and these like huge modified R8s and all this sort of stuff. I roll up in the Stevens <laughs> Creek, <laughs> you know, courtesy car. And, uh, and he was like, yeah, just park it up here. And I'm like, you sure? And he goes, yeah, yeah, there's, there's not actually judged cars here, but there's just like... It's the car, display area. It's the display car area. And I was like... Okay. Cool. Yeah. So I great. get out. I get out the car and I go find Cam and we like did like some quick detailing in his car after the drive up there. And then I was like, "Well, shit! If the car's going to be in the display area, I better go and detail it." So as all these <laughs> as all these people are prepping their cars to show, Ben's out detailing the loner car. Oh did you open the hood? No, with the hood open. No, <laughs> but he was like hanging out with the other people, like detailing, getting ready for the show. Like, oh and my Ben's there, God, like I love it. Yeah, it was awesome. That's so pretty then, funny. And then uh, the one of the guys that's in the, the the Silicon Valley Audi group, he's a photographer and he's a car photographer. And he's a load of a load of his uh, work's been in like major like car publications and stuff. Like, I see him walking around. I said hi because we we're part of the same Facebook group. Uh, and then, like two months later, we get the like the quarterly Quattro magazine from you know from the <laughs> Audi that. Audi Group of North America. Right, this is the North America quarterly magazine called Quattro. And I, I'm leafing through, and it's, and it's like you know, you know, Monterey events, Legends of the Autobahn. And I'm flicking through, and I'm like, oh, look, there's Stevens Creek. Out no, <laughs> yes, it made it into the magazine. Yeah, it made, made it, it into, into the, the magazine. magazine. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. That is so funny. Yeah. Oh, I want to talk to that photographer. <laughs> do you know what you just did, bro? <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's epic. But I'd take that SQ5 any day. Oh, over, over that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the I, I think. I mean, what does it come great. down to? It comes down to noise. I think it's noise. And, and the feel, the, I, the vibration well, through the I, chair. I know what Cameron's going to say. For me, it's noise. It's visceral. It is emotional um and it's uh vibration yeah I, I i can't i can't think that it's anything else you can you can hear this mechanical thing struggling as hard as it can yeah you know and it's it feels like it's about to possibly explode there's an element of danger in there there's fuel there's flame there's explosions between the legs i mean it's, it's <laughs> just it's just not engaging yeah, yeah and, and, I, I agree. and I ripped that thing through back roads. Like, did the daily commute? Did weekend? I think I think we did weekend drives in it. I definitely drove it away. Like, yeah, on in, a, in the electric good, car. Yeah, yeah. And it and every time, you know, like just your, like you were saying, like every time you go get in the car, and it's the same for me every day. Every time you go get in the car, it's an event, right? Yeah. You, I, you know, you savor those moments. Every time I got into that e-tron, I was just like, meh. Yeah. You know what I think would be important for us as gearheads. We should go to the Porsche dealership one day and drive a Taycan or a Taycan, whatever Whatever the fuck you want to pronounce it. Tachyon. Give a shit. You know what I'm talking about? That four door thing. You you know, I I feel like that needs to happen. That and the Audi e-tron GT. Sure. I would like to go there and really be like, okay, what is the top of the line sports car? What what were they able to do with this non-exciting, boring bullshit? Well, that's why I'm intrigued with like the... 
like the really like high end yeah electric crazy cars that are, that are going on like some of the what, what kind of review no, the concept really. one yeah concept one you know that yeah. the rimac the you know yeah any, rimac any is... of the the really like cutting edge things sure because like you have to believe that they're like there are proper gearheads that are building cars and putting electric engines into them. i mean i think if you're going that route the first company that you would want to drive is that all electric lotus because again, yeah. they're all about totally. lightweight they're all about and handling, handling yep. and maximizing, you know, every turn versus zero to 60 in as short a period of time as possible. Okay. So that's the one thing we kind of haven't touched on. We're talking about electric vehicles that are more like point A to point B, a Tesla. The Porsche is built with the suspension. It's built with the Porsche suspension. It, it wants to go fast around a corner and have the electric that's what i'm missing you know that's only, that's it, what i want to experience the only problem is it can only do about six or seven corners and then you have to recharge it it's not true it is true they did a test i can't remember who did the test but somebody did a test on the autobahn and if you want to drive at autobahn speed you can drive for like 90 minutes and that's really it. yeah yeah okay but i, I did and read- it's limited by the heat it's 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 not that the battery like runs out but you just can't drive it that fast for that long so how many years do you think it's going to be until people like us would happily go buy an electric sports car? I mean, what do they have to do? What, what, what I, we're at such the infancy of this whole thing, right? I don't know, but I, I feel like if what we could, could they if, do? if we could crack simulate it, it, simulate vibration and sound. No, but there's things you could do. I mean, we, and we've already gone over part of this. It's like the big giant two motor, Porsche 964 that still has the transmission in it. I mean, the transmission gets you part of the way there. You're going to hear gear noise. You're going to hear, you know, something other than the motor turning. And you still have the ability to be engaged. Like, those are the things that I'd be looking forward to along with the adaptive suspension that says, you want this thing to handle? Like, you take your pick, right? You want your classic... Porsche to handle like a brand new McLaren dial this in, you know, like that, that would make it exciting. But yeah. you know, I think we're a ways off from that. I feel like as, I as a challenge, I would like to say right now that I would always like, I'd like to die driving a gas powered car, not commenting on the environment not, or not anything tonight. like that. Not not tonight. Yeah, and not I'm, I'm while riding. I'm driving it. Well, I'm, I, I, I'm riding. It. I'm riding with meant. you, and I don't want to die tonight. That's so. not what I meant. What I mean is, <laughs> I would like to always have the enjoyment that I have now. That I don't need to say to myself, "Well, just because they're stopping producing, you know, in 2035, they're not going to make any more gas-powered cars in yeah. America yeah. or in California or whatever, or in other countries." doesn't mean that I need to realize that someday I'm going to be without this, this magic that I, I've I, had my whole I, life. I just had an idea. I think that like driving gas powered cars in 30 years time is going to be a little bit like pressing new vinyl is today. Yeah. Great. I want to, I, I want to be think, doing that. I think there, I think there is going to be the enthusiast crowd. Yeah. It's, yeah. that's always going to want it. We're going to be like equestrians out on some weird farm. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> 
with our gas-powered cars. Like, like, you know, like closed pet- circuit. Petroleum's going to run out or it's going to be too expensive. And, ah, we're going to synthesize it. And we're going to synthesize it. That's what I'm saying. Like somebody will come up with a formula. Oh, which yeah. Will be, like, you know, it'll be completely... Uh, carbon neutral. Carbon neutral yeah. and it won't... But there'll still be explosions happening. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're still burning stuff. Yeah. So I, And I, I find that idea like... Exciting, yeah, yeah, I, I do too. And, and I and I, I I don't think that the technology is beyond us to synthesize something which will give you the same experience without all of the overhead. I mean, you were in a simulator this weekend, <laughs> I and I don't like that. I, I actually, we were ready to buy it for you if it wasn't like thirty seven thousand dollars. Thirty seven thousand dollars. Yeah, I think it was badass. It was badass. I'm not sure it was thirty seven. I mean, the steering wheel alone looked like it was worth thirty seven thousand. Yeah, yeah, did you see was, that thing? Yeah, it was insane. Uh, was it like a multitude of buttons? It, it's it, like an F1 car. It was yeah. like an F1 car, and it was like milled aluminium. Yeah. The whole thing. You got to see the 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 GT3 class wheel that I ended up with upstairs that was given to me. And I was like, how much money is this? Let's ask David. Yeah, I'm sure David. Like, oh, that's the cheap one. That one's like a Is that the bucks. one your cousin gave to you? Yeah. That's cool. He's just like, oh, I'm done with this. I'm like, okay, I'll take that. Well, that was Except. the first thing I asked, what that, asked those guys at the simulator. I was looking at the steering wheel and I said, is that a Fanatec? It's like, because it was the, the the whole weekend was like yeah, sponsored Fanatec. by them. Yeah. And he goes, oh, no, no, this is our design. And he like pulls it, pulls the steering wheel off because it's obviously got a quick release because it's like, yeah. and I'm, so I'm, I'm looking at the buttons and displays and stuff. And I'm like, this is like legit F1 steering wheel. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think the wheel I have, it's got it's got the tack in lights yeah, on yeah, the yeah, top yeah. of no, the that, wheel. I think that's yeah. what that had. Yeah, it had a bunch of knobs, buttons, yeah. dials, yep. switches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, it was it mine's was made up impressive. to look like a BMW, like a out of an M3 or M4. Or yeah, whatever. all that stuff on the F1 wheels. It's all like turn in, brake bias. It's a lot of it. A lot of the controls, believe it or not, like uh, I think at least four of the dials on uh, on an F1 steering wheel is for how the braking and the electric regeneration and traction and battery output wow. are uh, dialed in for every phase of the corner. So like braking, turn in, apex, accelerate. They're, they're adjusting all of those systems and tuning them for the corner in general. And then when you watch, when you, when you watch in cockpit, you can see them adjusting this stuff between corners, and they, they now, will adjust they, it back and forth every lap. Are they doing that on their own, or are they getting information from the pit saying, "Hey, you need to, you know, ch- I don't, change I don't the setting"? I don't think it's well. Yes, sometimes they'll change engine. They'll get advised to change engine settings from the pits. I'm surprised it's not like a remote dynamic thing. Like it's dynamic, and they, they, they can control it from the pit. Like, no, they, oh, they look were, at his tire wear. Let, let's lower this. It setting. used to be they had GPS. They had the new exact the exact location of the car on the track and they would send all of the settings for every corner, every lap. Yeah. And they, it's like, and uh, they outlawed it because they were like, no, 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 what, the driver should be driving. Yeah. What, what, what is that? Like where you're in the, you were talking about it a few weeks ago. It's like the, you remote in on the PC and you're literally like, yeah, you, like I'm taking <laughs> over your computer now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, so they like the FIA made all these regulations that basically said that you can get telemetry back from the car. You can't send control inputs to the car. Wow. So all of the adjustments have to be done by the driver. And they and a lot of the drivers make these adjustments in real... I think the most common one they do is like brake bias. They'll change the brake bias front to back yeah. like for different corners in the lap. And they'll do that every single lap. They'll change it back and forth. 
It's uh, fascinating. So much to think about. It's insane. Well, but, I mean, even just... but And they're yeah. they like, you know, we're used to like cornering, accelerate, brake. But like those cars, braking isn't just the brakes. It's also the electric like regen, right? So the heat from the engine and the and the heat from the brakes is the thing that's charging up their battery. And so the more you let it charge, the the stronger the braking is. Hmm. So they're balancing like like mechanical brake and a, like essentially electronic brake yeah. for how much energy they're taking out of the car to put into the battery. Wow. And then they're like adjusting the traction between the, the internal combustion engine and the electric motor. And then they're adjusting. And this is all while they're driving. Yeah. This is all while they're driving, yes. Like the, the earlier version of that, which I, I don't know that ever really took off, was essentially like it was in, I can't remember which Porsche, but it sat in what would have been the passenger compartment. And it was essentially like the mechanical rotor on a watch. It just spun around. <laughs> right. And it produced energy. And it I can't remember if it wound a spring or something, but then they would when they needed a boost down the straightaway, they would push a button and it would release the yeah. thing the other direction and it would just like fly Whoa. and it would turn a gear that basically was connected to just the transmission. Power. Yeah. And it was like, it's all mechanical. <laughs> wow. And they were, you know, winding the thing basically as they would decelerate the thing, would, like they decelerate and the thing would kick off and just go and wind up. What was the, what was the original Quattro like torque vectoring called? I can't remember what it's they like called an, that. H, something. But that was all um, inertia, wasn't huh. it? Yeah, I think so. Because they like later so like they the, went the, like the transfer case between the, the front and the rear axles. Yep, was inertia. Yep. So that if you were if you were braking, it would push the traction to the front wheels. So there was no like there was my car's got it was like, all torque, mechanical. Was, my car's got torque vectoring, right? Yeah. Which is all electronic. <laughs> And it's kind of telling the diffs what to do. But this was all like a mechanical. So like if you put G's into the car sideways, literally the fluid moved from one side yeah. to the other. And, and there that, was no that, pumps or anything. No pumps or anything. Yeah. It was all like like uh, G-forces. I think that was the, all the way like... fluid around. That was all the Haldex. way up to like... Wasn't that the Haldex? No, Haldex was the one... The first It was Quattro 4 was Haldex where... It was the first time they were using pumps to pump things, like because my TTR or my TT had that. Yeah, because that was the the, T, the TT was one of the first. Like, it was one of the first that had that, yeah. and they did that because the packaging of it was much smaller than like Quattro Three or whatever. Which right. I think even the A Four I had was the old full mechanical thing that you're talking about, yeah. where you just it was like based on inertia, like the liquid would fly towards That's whatever right. you know it was and it would just like wind the thing and that you'd have resistance and so like i mean talk about like low maintenance yeah Oh, so low maintenance. That's why they that's why they did, always did so well in the rallies because they were just bulletproof yeah like nothing ever blew up um since we're talking about one extreme i kind of wanted to go to the other extreme but then maybe come back towards the middle because i'm actually Suffering with a dilemma. So I'll go to the extreme, right? I have, and I don't remember if this got axed in the recording or if we're hearing it, but basically the pinnacle of internal combustion engines feels like it's upon us and we're now on the downward slope to all electric. And I have (laughs) 
I think you said Ben, smoke them if you've got them. I have embraced that as a philosophy. Like I'm like the less electronics, the more manual, the more ancient, you know, I want, I want to smell the smells that I smelled when I was a kid, when I got into a car, I want to hear the sounds of the doors. I've truly embraced that. I think the problem that I'm coming up against, which is something that I haven't really spoken. So you guys can help me process it or judge me or whatever you want to do. I'm totally fine. with. I will definitely judge you. Please judge away. (laughs) I witnessed this in my father and I didn't know what to do about it. And now I'm feeling it in me. So I inherited the Boxster from my father because largely he was just like, I don't care anymore. Yep. I don't want to drive a manual transmission car. I don't want to climb in and out of something that's low. And I just don't drive it. And I don't care. It was like, who are you and what have you done with my father? Right? <laughs> like, he's always been as extreme as I, I am, if not more so. He's the guy that said, if you really want to learn how to drive a car and what vehicle dynamics are about, get rid of all the suspension. I was like, what does that mean? He's like, let's go kart racing and I'll teach you how to drive a cart. And then you'll learn how weight transfer works when it's your body moving around. I was like, okay, great. I feel like I may have reached like peak pain in the ass owning cars. Like I'm at the point where I'm I'm with you. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I dig that. I I wasn't expecting that. (laughs) No, I'm just going to own it. I was not expecting both of you to be like, uh, so I, oh, God, this podcast is over. Like, this no. is the last one, isn't it? Oh, no, it. no, no. We, I, you know why? Because this it really is Dads with Cars. Oh, God. <laughs> On our final episode tonight, <laughs> Cam told Crash us champions. he's done. We, we're, we're all agreed. We're retiring. We don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> You're on your own. You're on so, your own, gearheads. <laughs> so I'm conflicted. And, it, I'm, and maybe Me too. maybe it's the same. I, I don't know, but so just even today, after going and seeing racing cars this weekend, yeah, after smelling racing cars this, and I, I did so much race fuel, so much race fuel. I love but race I, fuel. I, I, I know it so good. It was good. I don't think we mentioned earlier that you know we we talked about the the weekend, and we talked about the the track, and we talked about watching cars, and we talked about how like enjoyable it was to be there in that environment and that it wasn't super busy and that that's actually a shame because maybe they won't be able to exist for much longer. I really hope it doesn't. I really hope it just picks up and everybody gets it. But one of the, and I've been telling basically anybody who will listen to me since the weekend about this. One of the great things about the, the race day that we went to is we could literally walk everywhere like we walked all around cars. We yep. were in the pits. We were like talking to people that like were working on cars and they were like really friendly and everybody was like super open. And you know, you're taking pictures of their cars. Uh, and I just feel like as, as they are enthusiasts, like it's their profession of course, but like they're, they must be enthusiastic. We're enthusiasts. We were surrounded by other people that were enthusiastic. And everybody was just like, this is fantastic. I just, everybody's just having a great time. Yeah. Immersed in the world of fuel and cars. So I don't know. It, it kind of ignited something again in me. And I was like, you know what? I really got to do, I really have to do the car thing that I really want to do. Right. So wait, get, which is what? Which is, which is to find my Italian car. Right? Okay. So it's defined. So, see, you're going the other direction. No, I'm not. Like, Cause let me finish, which is good. Uh, and That's then what I, I wanted to hear. Actually. And then I also realized <laughs> that I should stop, uh, 
toying with the idea that I'm going to be able to find a car that's just going to be turnkey and I'm going to be able to get on with it. I'm going to have to find a car that's going to need work. Yeah. So you so really I'm, are. So I'm accepting that. <laughs> where my confliction is yeah. that I really don't want to drive that car. Right? What? No, I do want to drive that car, but I'm sure I'll get into it and I'll be like, right, but you know, where's my Apple car play? <laughs> <laughs> Why does it put this key in the door to open the door? Yeah, but, yeah. Why doesn't Why doesn't the door unlock when I just touch it? Yeah. Right. Where's so, the button to start it? Says the guy who gets into the '74 Carrera and is like, "You cannot remove the AMF from radio, no matter what you do." <laughs> it comes out of one friggin' speaker, and you're like, "Don't ever remove this." Because it was awesome, and that's why I'm conflicted. I know I'm in that same spot, but it's like even worse. Like I'm in this place where I'm like. So I'm just going to come out with all of it. And again, you guys can dissect it. Um, I went to the shop today. I will show you the photos of the engine work that's been done. The engine is in the car. The suspension's Correct. in the car. They can pull, put the wheels back on, bolt the, whatever. Anyway, it's close. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, this is amazing. And then I'm thinking about how much, <laughs> thinking about how much money has gone through the cash furnace. And I'm like, I don't. I don't think it was worth the money. Oh, okay. And and I'm also a little bit like I don't. I'm not passionate about this car anymore. And Whoa. I was like, what's wrong with me right now? I don't <sighs> think you could take your experience with that specific particular car and use it as a measure. It's not for you. It's not because I think that you have been through the ringer with that car. I have. So here's where it gets weird. I got home. I parked the GT4, and I literally was like, I don't know that I want to drive this anymore. The GT4? Yeah. Comfort? No. Just... I think maybe you're just depressed, and that's just how it. You know, the first. No, no, no let's. It's let, not. Let, let, no? Let's do. No. What, let's do what he asked us to do. Let's dissect, dissect that. What, what did you feel when you parked the car? Nothing. So that's the problem. I didn't. Whoa. I did not like turn around and look at the car Jesus. and say like. You didn't do the turnaround. I didn't do the turnaround. Oh, I still do the turnaround. I it, definitely do the turnaround. Yeah, see, I did I, not. I stand there sometimes. No. I just stand there. No, I didn't. And huh. and the thing is, like... There wasn't one curve on that car that you were like, oh, I just got to have to one look, one more look. Nope, <laughs> not not this week, you know? And I've gone in and out of my garage to do other things, get tools, do other okay. things We have to go for a drive this weekend. I think we need to go to a freaking therapy session. <laughs> I mean, no, this is the therapy The three session. of us. We have to do a drive. No, so, Cam and the car need to go to couples therapy. <laughs> right, but but... Like, here's the thing. There is a convenience factor to it. There is a hassle factor to it, right? Like, I think what Ben's calling out about the the 1602 is right. It's been a friggin' odyssey, and it's been 11 years. I wouldn't call it hassle. I just think you've... like the. No, it's a hassle. I'm hassled by it. You've been on a roller coaster journey with that car. But I'm hassled by all of them. And, like, like that was... is it possible that one car is tainting your perspective no. on the others? No. It started with the 1800. You I thought taint. I was actually... He did say taint. I, I thought... Go ahead. <laughs> I thought I was actually going to be really sad when the 1800 went. And I just, like, bound up the stairs into the house as the thing was getting loaded up. I'm like... That's not what you said Later, bitch. Night. I mean, there was a moment. There was a moment where it was like, I think I might miss this, but it was gone. And I didn't take photos. I didn't do anything. I wasn't like, and I wasn't pouring over photos afterwards. And I honestly, I haven't thought about that car at all. 
the 1800s been out of, or the 1602 has been out of my garage for four and a half months. And I'm literally like, yeah, okay, great. You know, the GT4 fun driving around, but it's like, maybe it was all the assholes on the road just kind of did me in. And I was just like, I don't know that I want to be this visible. I don't know. Like it's so much car for roads filled with assholes. Like what, what am I doing? And there okay. was this so moment can of I, like, can I just remind you of yeah. a, a section of highway one and yeah. a section of 84. Yeah. Cause that was magical. It was. I, I think you have unrealistic expectations about driving in California. I no, mean, there's uh, traffic I, everywhere I, you go, I, I, and fair, everybody I, sucks. Fair. Uh, is, this mean, news? Then, is this brand new? No, I will refer you to a section of Highway 1 yeah. and a section of 84. But yeah. I'm not angry. I, I, even, I'm not even angry. The, I'm just saying I don't know that I want to deal with the hassle of it. Where'd you get angry from? I think you're, you're, you're projecting No, now. yeah, you're projecting. Now. Yeah. I Stop projecting. I guess I'm projecting. <laughs> Eat your cake. Was it cake time? Ooh, I, I expect everyone to be a jerk when I get on the road, and I'm just like, I'm here to survive and get to my destination, you know? Yeah, totally. When, when people aren't a jerk, then I feel great. But I can't picture having that GT4 and not turning around and being like, hell yeah, after, you, every like time you I get out of the car. put the arrow things on it today. I put the arrow things on yesterday, yeah. And that that would that would have given me a, like a little... Oh, yeah. No, the joy of doing something was yeah. absolutely... It was I, great. Also, I think... That, you know, I, I don't know how to describe this, but when, you, when you've been on a project for a really long time and, you're, and the finish line is in sight of the project, but you still have a little weight, you still got to do that little push to get to the summit, that's the worst moment and it's right before the best moment. Because the best moment is having the thing finished. Yeah, and I mean, obviously... And you're so close with the 16 I haven't too. given up on it. I mean, for God's sakes, if I give up on it now, it's like, you know, what am I going to do? Just well, put it on so bat and say it doesn't run? No, no, but here's, here, that's what well, I'm saying. So you're going to get it done, or you're going to get it... You're going to get it back from those guys. No, it'll be done. Right, so it'll be done, and then you'll drive it, and it's going to be incredible. I hope so. But, no, but look, listen, I drove, I drove your car, so I'm like one of the last people to drive your car other, other than you, and I loved it. I absolutely loved it, and I know that there was. I know that at that in that moment there was stuff that you still had, knew that you wanted to do. Well, I mean, but, yeah, the old shitty motor was in it. It was running terribly, and that did the accelerator sticky thing. Yeah, which thankfully I think they fixed that. But like the the dynamics of it, I, I know that the old shitty engine, but like <laughs> that's only going to get better, right? But the handling, the steering, like. Oh, you want to talk about the complete opposite to the to the e-tron? The engagement from that car. Oh yeah, you have to be engaged. But you don't. It's not a have to, right? No, you have to. No, I'm not. <laughs> That's like the truck. No, you do if not engage. You're dead. You yeah. do. You do have to. I get that. You have to be engaged. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, like, you want to be engaged. Yeah. What you're describing is that you that you're that you're like, oh, I don't really care anymore. I'm going to own I'm a little bit tuned out right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe maybe you get it back and you drive it and you still feel the same way and you sell it. You get your money back and maybe you invest it in something else that you like. It doesn't have to be a vehicle. Or maybe you just e let the money sit in the bank. Yeah, right. E but I'm just saying it's he's okay. Gonna get, he's going to get a brand new Q5. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's okay if to I feel, do get a brand new Q5. Can I just shoot some, you? Yes, yeah, somebody please shoot me. It's okay to feel the way you do about cars right now, but I think you're a gearhead. You'll always be be that way. It's what drives you, pun intended. And the thing that does scare me though is, is the GT4. Why does that scare you? Because it's very similar to my car, the way it feels, the the power, the handling. And I feel like a freaking superhero every time I get out of that I thing. Don't, and see, a rock star. I don't feel that way in my car. Oh, I get out and I'm just like, fuck yeah. I, I, I look at the key in my hand. I feel it in my pocket and I just can't believe I just drove it. And I mean, yeah, I might even just go grocery shopping in it, which I definitely do weekly and then come home. But Nonetheless, I am still look turning around and taking a peek at it one more time, and I'm infatuated with it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, with you knowing what I know of you and knowing what I know of myself with history, um, I go through moments where nothing floats my boat. I am just like, this sucks. That sucks. Everything sucks. No, it's not even a suck. Like I'm not. I'm not anti. You're right. You're right. I'm taking it to the next. I'm yeah. I'm not anti any of these things. I'm just literally like. <laughs> Do I need to own this anymore? Yeah, and that—that's weird for me. And and even even in the decision to sell the eighteen hundred, which came quickly, like I knew I wanted to sell it, but the decision to sell it came quickly, and there was no. I think I I questioned it once. Should I sell it? And the only reason why I questioned it was a little bit like I don't want to let somebody else down and that's a friend of mine who was, you know, my friend Diego who wanted to buy it and it was like I'm letting Diego down. That was the only reason why I was like I don't want to sell this. And and honestly, maybe that's one thing, that's one other thing to factor in because I have been thinking about this. I own the cars that I own and I think about other cars based on the communities that it will enable me to spend time with oh interesting oh we've made too many of like your people jokes no you haven't but i mean like the the <laughs> br- but but that is another point ben actually you bring I, up a really good point the new portion people are not my people no that's, me either that's the point i'm making yeah, yeah my so own I, I my know, own car i know, I, know I joke about it a lot i'm like oh your people are here you know no but well, like the air cool people are like definitely my people right yeah. i i feel like i but, don't but, i don't even but, belong in my own car group no, because no, you're I, not. You're no, not you that don't. kind of an. You're a different kind of asshole. Right. You're not that kind of exactly. asshole. Exactly. Yeah. My own kind of asshole. <laughs> but that's. That, I mean, I'm, I'm just. I'm just adding to what you're saying. Like, you're thinking about the community and the experience that you want out of owning a car. Yep. And you're recognizing like that. All right. So I mean, to be fair, you've met some. You have met some good people. That oh, I met some outstanding people. That that but they're that are GT4 drivers. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But but the majority of the people that we would see on the road or at Alice's or at a car meet or a car show or a, you know cars and coffee or whatever that are like GT four or equivalent drivers, they're just not. They're not. No, they're not. They're my not people. They're not your people. They're not my people either. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not making a judgment. I'm just saying it's a it's a good observation. Yeah. So I mean that's the only thing that I kind of like. Okay, so I'll, I'll go one further step out of thinking. Every experience in this is going to sound insane and, and I'm not saying I'm buying one of these, but every experience I had driving that Cayenne sport back thing was laugh out loud 
good times. Yeah. And it was super easy. Like, you left the key in your pocket, and you turn a little, like, nub on the left. Like, thankfully, they left the little nub on the left-hand side, so you could still be like, he's on the left bra. Every, to your point, Evan, and your point, Ben, every trip to the grocery store, every trip to do anything was an adventure. And it literally was just, like, back out of the driveway and go. And it had an automatic transmission car. I mean, like, all the shit that I'm like, I hate this. Okay, wait a second. You just said something that I've been thinking about. Your driveway. You want to come fix my driveway, Evan? There's no fixing your driveway. (laughs) (laughs) That's just not in the cards. No, there is. But if I had to go through shit every time I had to pull my 911 out, rather than just turning the key and driving the heck out of my place on a flat surface, which is really what it is, I, I... I'd have a really tough time with that. Yeah. I'd be weighing that out constantly. I'd be getting pissed off at the GT4 knowing that I got to put on the ramp. No, but it's like any car in my garage is at that space. It was funny. Somebody's like, why don't you have an automatic door opener in your garage? I'm like, there's no point. I'm never going to be in a place where I'm just like drive right up the driveway and straight into the garage ever. So you have to stop in your street, get ramps out in order to get into your house with the GT4. Is that correct? Yeah. That's big. I can get the box in it out without doing that. That would make me disenchanted with my car over time. I would be like, what a pain in the ass. So that's going to be everything. I mean, that's the yeah. 1602. I have to do that. So I think we found the answer. You had to move. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. You blew it. You brought the wrong house. For a key, garage, a, It's ruining you. Great. It's ruining you. It's not ruining me. The garage is great. It just needs know. to be about eight feet lower. Oh, the garage is amazing. Yeah, which is so sad, man, because we dropped the level of the garage by two feet I already. Know. I know. Yeah. But I, I do I think, think it'd be like go ahead, Ben. Bat, it'd think? be like a bat cave if I did that. Can you imagine that? The how the, the, the building that yes. is is the garage is like there and the like the floor of the garage is like eight feet lower. Yes. Can you imagine that? Yes, I can. See now why couldn't that have happened? Why couldn't that all just be dug, you know, kind of dug down? That's not the problem. The problem you is took it swimming pool money. No, it's not even the problem. The problem is the, the it's Cam. No, Cam doesn't have that kind of money. The, the too, problem, too busy burning it in the yeah in the car bull, furnace, burning all the sixty two. <laughs> I can no longer afford cement. Work. That's the that, this is the answer right here. Sell the sixteen oh two and get the driveway. Dig done. your freaking yeah. Drop that it's shit down that. like eight right. feet. No, no, no. Right. Hang on, hang on. Here's the sorry, problem. Sorry, go ahead. It it's it's the. It's the transition from the street yeah. to the sidewalk. So let's get that redone. Yeah, but you that, can't redo the street. No, you can not the street. That's like a court battle. Nope. But next door neighbor did it. Let's go look at it after this. They they re they report all of the concrete to the street. No, no, wow. no. But the street's fucked up. No, but I'm saying you can compensate for that with the bit that's within your jurisdiction. Yeah, the problem is like eventually then the the sidewalk would have a slope right. to it so you you blend yeah I, I i know what you mean like you, yeah let's you, go look at it no i they haven't done anything special i'm just saying they just redid their their apron of their driveway you could do the same and yes you'd have like a grade right which was higher than the sidewalk so then you just blend that into the yeah. sidewalk yeah you guys are gonna have to what, come look what when the, the gt4 is on the ramp like the distance between Oh, I've the seen, door it. Sill yeah, I've seen it. The door and like the it's gutter. Nasty. I've been, I've been at your house. It's like three when, feet. I've been at your house when you had wood ramps, and you were like, "I can't get the car out." Yeah, I still have wood ramps. <laughs> what was the thing that whoever said about us being like rich or something? What, what was that? High, high. What was the word they used? Well healed. Well healed. Well healed. Money people. Well healed. Money people don't need to be having this conversation. 
I'm just I'm just putting that to bed. Oh, do I don't you, like being called that, and we are to not redo that. Redo your driveway, right? It's like, I mean, well-heeled money people don't need to pull out a, a ramp every time they want to pull their car into the driveway. Yes, they do. We are real people, folks. That's all I'm saying. We, we, what, do you, what do you say? We have, we're real people with real problems. Real people with real problems. I have to get a ramp out to get my Porsche yeah. supercar. Yeah. That is a serious Who looks problem. like a fucking well-heeled money person when they're getting the ramps out to get their GT4 exactly. out. You look like some fucking, I don't know, man. No, dude. I look like a rich guy who's like, look at these ramps that I'm pulling out to get this stupid car oh, out. I, I, <laughs> Guess how I, much I, these ramps cost. I, no, no, no. Not <laughs> that. It's no, literally it like. That. It is completely that. It's like, oh, no. How am I going to get the. How am I going to get the Porsche supercar out of my driveway? I know. I'm just going to order $800 ramps on Amazon. They'll be here tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but if we were really well-heeled, you'd be just driving into your garage. They were, they were, 11, comfortably. They were $1,100 a See? pair. <laughs> See? Jesus Christ. And I have three pairs of them. <laughs> I was trying to help us, and you're ruining it. Yeah. I, cause, I mean, Evan... Like we're gonna have Civic Night on Dads with Cars at some point, okay? <laughs> we're, all we're gonna do is talk about civics, okay? Oh, I thought you meant you mean civics, like no, like no, no, government. No, 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 no. that's I'm what talking, I thought you Honda meant. Civics. You meant Honda civics. Honda civics. I thought you were talking about the government. I was like, I'm no, down for that. I mean, no. I'll have a no. civics night, a civics lesson. Yeah, yeah exactly. A yeah. Civics. Here's lesson. why the streets fucked up, Evan. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with a civic sport. What? What? <laughs> that still wouldn't go up the driveway either. Yeah, I'm on my third cocktail no i'm on my third uh splitter at the bottom of my bumper really mm-hmm. well i haven't even wow. done, i haven't even well i just keep rebuilding mine there's like more and more bond, by the way and shit i have a mine. chunk there's, also there's a, there's a space now in my in the front of mine where it's missing i don't know how that happened wow okay so also to the well-heeled compliment or compliment, comment, excuse Dude, me. Dude, it was Not my ex wife. Let it go. I don't want to. Let it go. Know, I'm just let rather it go. Pre- I'd rather pretend that's just because if she's thinking it, other people are thinking it. Yeah, you know, she was kind of like, it's so cool that Evan has a wife that takes care of him. She's like, I, let me tell you something. I want Stephanie. a wife to take care of It <laughs> take is. Take care of me. <laughs> I'm the luckiest fucker you'll ever yeah. meet. Yeah, she said that. She's like, and she was like, that's awesome. I didn't like, it was like not... work to get here. This just happened. I no. didn't do anything to get here. I mean, she was not critical about it, but okay. she her whole point was you guys have it pretty good. And but Ben's we front do. bumper is holding on by electrical tape, I noticed. Am I wrong? It's, I wouldn't say it's holding okay, on. Okay, not the whole There's bumper. Not electrical tape there. Yes, there is. Yes, there, there is. Electrical tape. Yeah. When did that happen? Like the last time it got bumped and it went, oh, I'm going to fall apart. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm just saying, if we were really well healed, we'd be going out, and you'd have a brand new bumper on that thing. Right? We're just, just normal people. You know, I just figure like the, the brand new bumper is five hundred dollars, and that's like, oh, that's just for the plastic. It's not even painted, right? It's not installed. Not so painted. it's fifteen hundred dollars <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, well, what's going to happen? Yep. The same thing's going to happen. And on my nine eleven, I'd like to say that the bottom lip that you're talking about that you lose on your on your driveway cam is. A freaking wreck. I mean, there, I would say there's at least 3,000 nicks in that thing. It is just a complete nightmare. Now, from 10 feet, you can't notice. But, you know, our cars aren't perfect. We've got no, issues. And I love seeing that. I, I've said that before. Yeah. Like, when you see a car and it's clearly, like a nice car and it's clearly been driven, you're like, yes, yeah. that's what's supposed to happen. Speaking of that, I cleaned my car after the drive to the racetrack yep. uh, the next day. And then I, um, I redid all the you know the, the people that drilled holes in the front bumper yeah. t- for the license plate bracket he, he repainted savages heathens i um 
uh, yeah, I repainted it. It looks really nice. That's good. Yeah, it looks like brand new. But unfortunately, I realize I'm going to have to do that like once a year. You're pretty handy for a while.